uh, hey, come on, build anywhere. You know, we don't care what you do, we just watch your business. To, no, you can't put a house there, you might kill this friggin' Algerian swamp beetle or some friggin' thing. You know, there's no happy middle. Yeah. You know, it goes from one end to the other, it's crazy. It's like, yeah, you know, you can't build there, you're gonna destroy the mosquitoes' nesting ground. Well, Well, no, that's a good thing, you know? Oh, but no, the environmentalists don't want that. I know. And then, you know, then they'll swing back from that to, you know, they'll destroy a whole ecosystem to put up a, a garage or something. I mean, they just go back and forth. It's crazy. It is. It's, we live in a crazy world. Yeah, it's almost the same thing in this it's country. Not so, just you know, we, it's we have this the entire world. I like to call a pendulum effect, you know. It's, it's democracy in action, I guess. Here it is. Yeah, uh, we go from uh, from really liberal to uh, oh, what, are, what do they call themselves the the, the Republican. Uh, You're talking about the Tea Party. Tea Party people, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, Fred, we're not going to solve the world's problems. However. Well, I'm trying. However. I'm trying to try for my vlog, but anyway, what's up? However, the Cisco kid will make it seem better. That's true. I watch it every day, so. Okay. Well, I'll get the Cisco kid in your envelope, too. Okay. You guys have a good night. You too, okay, Fred. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there's our buddy Fred from Vermont. Number one, to, uh, number one caller from the state of Vermont. 714. Five four five two zero seven one. Anybody else lives in Vermont? Give us a call. Or Even if you don't live in Vermont, give us a call because yeah. we have desserts as a theme tonight. What's your favorite dessert? What's the best dessert you ever ate? Do you have a dessert story? And we also need an answer to the top five desserts in the United States. If you can name four of the five, and you can only give me five guesses, um, if you can name four of the five, you win some shows. And oh. you also have to bail Walden out because it's not Brutus who was Popeye's arch enemy. And we also have our trivia question from last week. Yes, we do. Name that person. Name the voice. So why don't I, 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 and I, what I did, I, I carried over the song from last week, Patricia, and then I found another clip. Oh, cool. So why don't we play the song from last week, and if nobody comes up, we can play this other clip later. So if you're ready. I'm ready. Here's our mystery voice. Can you tell us, and this is worth CDs too, of radio shows. Who is this? This is 1939. He is still with us. He had a couple of radio shows that he was the star of. Here we go. Let's give love another chance. Let's renew our old romance. Tonight, tonight we meet again, though you pretended our love had ended. But I can feel the flame, that same old flame, so have a heart. Though you told me you don't care, that old feeling must be there. Tonight, and here we are together, you know that this is the time to have a heart and say you're mine. 
have a heart. You know, folks, little feet were made to dance. Come on, give those little kids a chance. Won't you please? Now, you know, this disease is something we've got to remove, every trace of it. But for the grace of God in the heavens high, it might be you or I. So have a heart. Come on and send a dime. It isn't much. Help some little kid to walk without a crutch. Please do. So come on, let's all pull together. Let everyone do his part. Some kid may get to live if you'll have a heart. go who is that who is that who is that who is it we want to know and if you can't figure that out i'll bet you you'll figure it out when i play the next clip i don't know why maybe having listened to the two of them will be a better hint you know since i know who it is bless your heart for telling me (laughs) (laughs) you know how good i am on voices Uh oh yeah that's good old what's his name i'll never forget him um i can hear the i can hear in the voice who it is but i never would have recognized it no just all by myself on first pass that's true on first pass but when we play the next clip i bet everybody will discover that i'll bet you i'll bet you i'll bet you 714-545-2071. 714-545-2071. Give us a call. I have some stuff. I have to. I have to go through some stuff. Yeah, how to how to dessert? Uh, well, yeah, and dessert. Uh, oh, I mean, boy, uh, dessert. Jello, ice jello, dessert done. Oh, I finished it. Hooray! Have to eat crunchy jello. Good to the last crunchy drop. <laughs> Good to the last chunk of ice, right? <laughs> um, I think next time, and I thought about this too, I was going to set my little computer alarm clock to uh, remind me to take it out of the freezer, but I didn't. So it's my fault. So what okay, fla- what flavor do we have? Say what? What flavor was the ice? Orange. I like orange. That's yeah, good. it was very good. Yeah. It was. Not so much the crunchy parts, but um, it, it didn't. It wasn't solid. It wasn't frozen solid through. But the whole, it, it, the inside of the container was coated with uh-huh. it, so it crunched. Quite, anyway, quite. anyway, anyway, I've got stuff. We have. We still need to hear from Bob in Massachusetts. Bob, please call, and we will find a way to get your address so I can send some radio shows to you. You've earned them, and I haven't been able to send them because I didn't hear from you, which means um, you might not be using the correct address or I gave it incorrectly. But anyway, if you call, we'll make sure that, because Walden will take you offline and have you give him, am I saying this right? Have have you give him your address? Yeah, that's correct. That sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like you went to school. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, okay, this was my whatever became of list from last week. Oh, that list. Yeah. Well, the top of the list was Rich in New Jersey, and he sent me an email, and he's doing fine. Um, Dick Dyer, we haven't heard from Dick Dyer for a while. John in Florida, my goodness, where did you go? Maurice in Washington, we haven't heard from him. Bob in Washington State, Jerry in Washington State, Cliff in Ohio, Ray number two in Illinois, Michael in Pennsylvania, Bill who goes by Tar Heel 
in the chat room in North Carolina hasn't called, and Charlie in Seattle. Charlie has called, you know, at, at regular times, mm -hmm. and we haven't heard from him for quite a while. Have you heard from Charlie? He called me a few weeks ago, I think. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, but it's probably more than a month. So, Charlie, give us a call. Well, at least I know he's okay. We yeah. worry about you folks. Yes. Like to hear from anybody. Yeah, so that was it. And we've got a Stump Walden question tonight. Oh, well, that's pretty simple. And, pretty and, easy. <laughs> oh, really? That's pretty easy to Stump Walden. You know that. Oh, I thought you meant, you know, I'm, I'm going to have, to have an easy time with the questions. Mm. Once in a while. How many times? Three times in 12 years I've stumped you? Well, well, I think it's more than that, but that, that sounds really good. It helps my, help my image out I don't there. I think it was many more times than that. <laughs> And I've asked you a lot of questions. I know. And you've known a lot of answers. I know. All right, what do you want to talk about before I start talking? I want to talk about my week. Oh, yeah. You asked me about you, my week. And you said fine, and that was that you had a really super week, and that's as far as you got. I know. I got to see my aunt and uncle this week, who from Florida. So they visiting family up and down the West Coast. So that was good. And we saw family on uh, Thursday night down to American Legion, and, you know, just uh, been uh, working on stuff, you know. Um, stuff like that there? Stuff like that there. So that's what I've been doing. You've been a busy rabbit. I know you really enjoy family. Your family is family-oriented. Yeah, I think there definitely, definitely is a family-based family around here, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to, well, when when mother and father and the two boys that still live together after 40-some-odd years, you know the family is tight. See, in, in our case, we probably would have gotten some kind of an international award because all of us were still alive. Yeah, probably. That's not true. really true. You know, we, we really do. We all get along together. We haven't lived together for a very long time, <laughs> so that might be how come we get along together yeah. well. But it's really nice, you know, because yeah. I've got two brothers and a sister, and that that doesn't always mean that people get along well, you know. Some... And, you, and you and Phil regular touch with all of them. Uh-huh. So, see, you guys get along. Yeah, we are. Yeah. They do. We just haven't had to live with each other. That's true. Oh, that, that could be an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't hear from me, <laughs> um, you can check the local obituary. Oh. So anyhow, Richard in Richardson, Texas, please give us a call. We have not heard from you. And um, just want to make sure that Nolan, uh, that you were able to return the master disc to Nolan. And how are you doing? And how are you doing? Yeah. And Richard, you're always a good guesser. Maybe you know who that mystery voice is. So, and anybody else out there? That's, that's up for grabs. I have a question for you. Do you think I know the answer? Question. I can't recall if it was only in the chat room that I that I told what the person in my doctor's office said about the black and white. Shows no, on television? No, we haven't told that. You, you told me that privately off privately, the air. Privately, okay. Yeah. All right. So I was in my doctor's office a week and a half ago, and it, something was said that prompted, and she, I just love this woman to pieces, <laughs> it prompted her to say, I love the old I Love Lucy shows. I watch them every day, every day. And they are on every day here. 
And she said, I just love anything in black and white. I said, oh, Peggy, then we have to get you black and white radio. And she said, they have it? She was just so excited that I could give her black and white radio. And, I, and you know, she, she's not a dunce, but she, so she recognized right away what she had said. But she understood that it was old-time radio that I was talking about. So I may have a convert. I'm going to get, put together some old-time radio shows for her. But I thought it was really cute. I told her we were going to give her black and white radio, and she was all excited about it. You are That's, definitely the Pied Piper in the in in the Fort Myers, Florida area for us. I'm, I'm going to be the Pied Radio Piper. That's right. Or the Pied Radio. I'll be the Piper. Piper. I'll I'll just pickle pepper 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 Piper Piper. Oh, you can't say that one. Yes, you can. I don't know. I don't think I know it. Peter Piper. Finish it. Peter Piper Peck. Picked a uh, pack of pickled peppers. peppers. If Peter Piper pecked peppers, Peter pooped How out. How many did Peter Piper pick? Oh, if Peter if Peter picked a pack of peppers, how many peppers did Peter Piper Piper? <laughs> <laughs> I almost got it. You I did. Almost, you yeah, I didn't tell everybody about my fire alarm either. Yeah, you gotta tell me that. We haven't yeah, talked about was, that. Really. This was a very telling exercise at about one fifteen. Well, no, it was last night in, yep. into the morning. At about one fifteen, the fire alarms went off in my building. And it was scheduled, right? No. Not at 1.15. <laughs> oh, and I don't think they would do that. But anyway, all the fire alarms went off in the building. And then, I mean, that's, that's serious stuff. Yeah, no doubt about that. This is this is not a concrete block that we live in. I mean, everything in here would burn. And so I was a good rabbit. You know, I, I looked around and I said, okay, what do I do first? Find first Patric thing you do is pull out a pair of pants. Right? Oh, I thought was first thing look for Patricia's shoes. You know, it's hard to find. Well, you know... <laughs> I, I thought, shoes or jeans? And I thought, you'd better put on the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled on jeans, and I have, um, you know, like ballerina-type shoes. I didn't have to tie my Reeboks or anything. Okay. So I, I, I wound up with, I'll call them shoes, jeans, shoes, my purse, and MacBaby Jr., I grabbed the computer. Uh, so, I mean, and that was really cool. And how fast did, what do you think you had this together? I mean, like in three minutes, two minutes? Easily, yeah, easily three minutes. You're good. Maybe less. However, yeah. there are four of us standing outside. I mean, which is really what you're supposed to do. Right. You ask questions later. I mean, I just dropped everything. I turned off the television so it didn't blow up. And um, Good thing you weren't in bed by then. No, because I would have slept right through uh -huh. it. And my goodness, this thing makes noise. Because there are sirens and sounds in every corner of the building. So, so you know, you knew what it was. Pardon? You knew what it was. No question. Okay. No question. But because the apartments are set up in such a way for maximum privacy, it, it's not something like you, you couldn't lean over a balcony and see whether or not there was anything happening. You really had to get out. So I did, and I was so proud of myself that, you know, I I did it. There were four of us standing outside. Oh, we've got 16 apartments in this building. There were four people standing outside. Go figure. At least I wouldn't have been toasted. <laughs> and so you knew your other neighbors, too. 
Well, I, I knew a couple in the front because I went to the parking lot and stay in the back, you know, because they're the yeah. parking lot is on the other side of the building. So I'm, I went to the parking lot. There I was with my purse and my, my little computer. <laughs> so how long did you wait? Well, I was out there until the fire trucks came, but they didn't come for more than 15 minutes. Mm. And it was only one truck. Now, that's scary. You know? I guess somebody forgot to pay their taxes. Yeah, right. Gee whiz, what an awful thing that was in California, huh? But, you know, I mean, it was really kind of scary. And and I hope I'm not mean-mouthing them in a way that they don't deserve. But there were three people who got off that truck, and all three of them went to the main switch in the electrical boxes. They unlocked unlocked the electrical boxes to turn off the alarm. Now, I would have really felt good about having somebody walk around the building to make sure that it wasn't burning down before they shut off the alarms, you know? Well, it makes you wonder if somebody from management called them to with a false alarm and they didn't know how to shut off the system. No, they, they, they won't do it. They, a truck comes out. They, they don't care who calls. If the alarm goes off, the trucks are, are dispatched, which is correct. Right, but what I'm saying is... Maybe they knew it was a false alarm anyway, and they're the only ones that come shut off the system. They, they treat everything as if it were real because they have no way of knowing. Yeah. You know, if some prankster was calling to say, never mind, while he burned down his mother's apartment. Right, <laughs> right. So, you know, only one truck for an entire apartment community and three people who shut off the alarms. I don't know. Nobody came to the door here. So did they? Didn't did they walk around the building? Or did they get go home? I have no idea. I left them down at the box and then came up here. If they weren't upset, I wasn't going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, for something like that, I would have said, especially at you know one thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, maybe we've got some firefighters out there who could call and set me straight um, on what I should be able to expect and not expect. I would have thought at 1.30 in the morning, somebody would have gone door to door in this building to make sure that every apartment was okay. Yeah, that's why, that's why it just makes you wonder, why didn't they? That's why I'm trying to figure out rationality. Why did they do what they did rather than doing the logical thing? I don't know. I really don't know. I guess that'll be my next stop next week is mm-hmm. to patter up to the manager's office and ask them if they knew, first of all, that um, the alarms had gone off. And they're going to say, well, Patricia, <laughs> this is our, this is our uh, fire drill that we have every 20 years. Or they're going to say, we've been listening to you and Walden. Yes. And that's a good homework assignment for you. <laughs> you go or ahead. the post office decided to make recommend that this happen. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, no. And you research and find out why they weren't. It, you know, it, it really was a little spooky yeah. to, uh, to be out there listening to these alarms going off. Yeah. And the four of us standing in the parking lot saying, do you know anything? And I'm saying, I don't know anything. I can tell you, you know, the four apartments in my little cluster that are okay, but I don't know about the other 12. Yeah. So anyhow... That's my story. It was all exciting. So it gave me a good lesson on what I had available to grab and what I should be ready with. And what I should be ready with wasn't enough. So, what do you think you should have had? 
I should have had, and I, I guess, you know, living in hurricane country, I should know this, but at the very least, I should have some kind of a tote bag in an accessible area, mm-hmm. preferably the kitchen, where I can grab medications and insulin and take Yeah, that's a, that's a point. I never thought about that. And those are the only, th- I mean, everything else can be replaced. Yeah. For sakes. I mean, I'd be heartbroken to lose some of the things that are here. Right. But I'd feel a little worse if it were, if I were the one yes. who wasn't here. I mean, yeah. I can replace a book. You can't replace me. Yeah. But after I got out there, I thought, if I can't get back in, these are the things I should have had. Yeah. I should have had shoes and not, you know, little ballerina slippers on. And I should have uh, insulin, of course. You know, the rest of the stuff I could probably get somewhere else. But so, so I guess the moral of the story, I guess we know what Patricia can go shopping next week for. Yeah. Boy, I, I'm, I I'm worried that. about filling up a closet and never gave any thought about what I would have to take out if I had to leave. So anyway, you know, that's a good exercise. And I'm really good. sorry that... It happened at a time when everybody else was in bed and I wasn't, you know. I mean, it was it was cool for me. But, um, well, you're, good thing. You're prepared for the next time around. If there is such a thing as a real thing, I'll know what to do. That's good. And it wasn't what I did. I mean, it was okay what I did. Uh-huh. It just wasn't, it, it, it wasn't, you, you needed your stuff in the next 24 hours. It had been tough to... Yes. We would probably think that you needed in that next 24-hour yes. interval. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, I thought, well, you know, you can pour out a, a, a one-week supply of the stuff you're supposed to swallow and, um, you know, have it get near the refrigerator and just reach in and grab a handful of insulin. Yeah, yeah. So I'm cool on that. I'm glad you're okay. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. This was an unnerving experience all so, around so because the, we didn't get a response so we should have like i think we should have so i bet i know what time you went to bed what time did i go to bed i bet it was not at 1 30. no it wasn't 1 30. <laughs> oh my yeah yeah Seven one four five four five two oh seven one. please give us a call we'd love to talk to you that's why we're here and happy how fast, pa- how fast a fire alarm should rouse the saviors. That's right. Happy Palm Sunday for everybody tomorrow. It is Palm Sunday already. Yeah, Palm Sunday and Good Friday next Friday and Easter the following Sunday. And we got really nice weather here in Southern California. We seem like in the 70s right here the last few days. We're nice, warm. Summer has shown up. So we're happy around here. Summer is showing up here as well. That's good. 90 degrees today. That is summertime in Florida. It was. I don't think it was there for very long, but it did hit 90 today. Wow. So we're we're coming into summer stuff. And poor Mr. Schultz, I talked with him for a few minutes on the phone today. And he said, you know, it looks like the weather is really warming up down there. I said, yes, it's 90 degrees this afternoon. He said, we're having sleet and snow. Oh, my goodness. He said it was above freezing, but what was coming down was just a mess. He said it's not accumulating, but it was really, I mean, that's cold, bitter cold. When you get sleet and snow in 40 or 38 degrees, ugh, gave me shivers. Gave me shivers. Here is our family tonight. 
845-2071. We need to know the top five desserts in the United States of America. What are the top five desserts? You get five guesses, and if four of those guesses are correct, you get some radio shows. Mm-hmm. Am I here alone? No, I'm just thinking how can we wake up the family. Oh, well, maybe maybe if I start telling you about stuff. All right. What do you got? I have a brain teaser for you. Tell me. Well, before we get to the brain teaser, I've been thinking about Christmas in July. Yes, and I was thinking about that tonight, too. What were you thinking? I was thinking of one of the guests we should have. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of one as well. Um, you have you, if, Mac, if Mac Baby awake? Mac Baby is awake. How about you want to put this website in? Oh, sure. Hold on. This is Mac Baby Jr. Uh-huh. Hi, Mac. <laughs> he doesn't answer to Mac. <laughs> okay, I'm here. www.zuzu.net. Mm-hmm. Z as in Victor? Z as in Zoo. Z? Z as in Zoo. Yeah. U as in underdog. <laughs> Z as in Zoo. You as an underdog. Dot net. Zuzu. Yes. Dot net. Okay. Let us see. Let's see if that website is still up and about. Carolyn Grimes? Yeah, I think that would be a perfect... Oh, how neat. I think that would be a perfect guess in July. I think it would be easier to get her in July than in the Christmas season. It sounds wonderful. Zuzu was the little girl in... It's a Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, yes. his daughter. Yeah. And she was the one who said... Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wind. Uh-huh. Oh, that'll be so sweet. Yeah, so I Can thought... Can be with us? I, well, I got th- I got thinking. I had it on you about 10 years ago. Uh-huh. So I'm just thinking it might be time to have a back. That would be great. I wondered if... Um, actually, I put this on here because if, uh, if anybody in our family has any thoughts or suggestions about Christmas in July to give us a call. And I was thinking, Donnie Pitchford, who was our guest two weeks ago about Lum and Abner, he's Mm -hmm. the president of the National Lum and Abner Society, could talk with us about the Christmas show, the Lum and Abner Christmas show. Absolutely. I also thought about, it might be fun to find uh, the Salvation Army and how they came up with the idea with the the bill and the Santas and everything. Uh Uh-huh. That was, hold on, you just... Let's make our list. We'll help plan the Christmas in July show with everybody listening here. This, this is true because I will just pull up my Christmas in July folder, yep. which says Christmas in July. So let's see. We got, let's see. How many Julys do we get this year? 2nd, 9th, 16th, 23rd, 30th. So we get five. We get five. I know that. I said five. Well, I did not know. I had a count. But he counted <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, we've got Nolan on here. He's going to play the the um, Thurman and the Captain okay. show for us. Put that on the list. That he did in uh, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about Kathy Grimes. Catherine, yep. And I had something else in my Christmas folder. Hold on. Uh, just we'll, we'll keep going. And Donnie Pitchford. Donnie Pitchford would be perfect. That would be great. And I thought, 
you know, I, I got no answer, and actually kind of a sharp answer from, uh, no answer from one Christmas tree farm, uh-huh. and a sharp answer from the other, because it was a busy season, and uh-huh. I thought, well, you know, maybe maybe July would be an, a nifty time. Why don't we do that? We'll put the Christmas tree farm down, and the Salvation Army. And Salvation Army. I think those would be fun things to do. Okay. Oh, I'm so good. See, I'm taking notes and everything. Anybody else has any ideas? You have some, uh, maybe some worthwhile charities out there that does special things during the holidays that we would love to talk to them, you know, about the, you know, like Toy for Tots. Mm -hmm. We put the Marines down, Patricia. Okay, now see, I put my little doohickey away here. Notes. Okay. Um, Toys for Tots. Yeah. So that's another idea. Uh-huh. My fingers get in the way here. That's okay. You know, it's, it's really peculiar. I'm getting used to the smaller, it's not really a smaller keyboard. It's just a hair different uh, on the laptop than it is on the on the big computer. Uh-huh. And so now my fingers are getting accustomed to this. And when I went into the big computer the other day, even today, and started typing, it, it came out gobbledygook because boop, boop, my fingers are now adjusting to a different keyboard. Yeah. You are a touch typist. Yeah, well, when you're a touch typist and you touch the wrong keys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So up here. You let your fingers do the walking thing, don't you? This is true. Yes. True. And I have Christmas trivia already. All right. And we've got Christmas fun facts. Good. Uh-huh. Good. Oh. And, oh, and, and let's see, everybody. I will be way. A uh, couple things, I guess we'll put on a schedule here. I will be away Sunday, May 1. I'm going over to see Beverly Washburn to help her out. We're getting her set up for some audio book reading. So I, I will do the show with Patricia on the 30th. I will not abandon my Patricia. Oh, thank you. So That's because you're doing it the following month. I Well, yeah. And I'm leaving for Seattle June 20th. Uh, I'll be gone that weekend of June 25th. So put those on your calendars, everybody. Oh, Walden, no show. Yes. Ralph, are you listening? I know. Ralph, Patricia will be, will be stretched out in, in Hawaii on the beach sand while I'm working in Seattle. So that will be what happened. Ralph is going to Hawaii? I thought Patricia was going to Hawaii. I thought Ron would have mailed a ticket to us by then. Oh, he mailed me some uh, Great Gildersleeve movies. I can't wait to watch them. I know. He called me this week, so let me know he got stuff in the mail to you, so I'm glad he got them. This is good. Well, I've got everything. I found six, including a pilot, Mm -hmm. six of Granby's Green Acres, and I thought there were only four. Ah, so you found more stuff. I've got a gold mine here, but I cannot get one of them to copy. So I've only got five. It, you know, I can listen to the mm-hmm. sixth one, but it doesn't even show up on iTunes. I don't even know what, what's playing it. Um, it. It can't be a stream. Even the stream would show up. But anyway, it's probably chewing up the insides of my computer. Aww. Looking, I'm looking for the sixth show, and I was just so delighted. I thought, six, this is fabulous, because the only thing I had was four. And uh, poof, I can't. I can't run the sixth one, so as soon as I can do that, 
I will mail. And Ralph got his envelope. Good. I, I, I put a note in there and said, are the stamps canceled? And he wrote back and said, the stamps are canceled. Uh. Boy, are they canceled. They're canceled all over the place. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? I put so many stamps on envelopes. I love to confound it. They look pretty, too. But it, it's kind of confounding to have one-cent stamps, three-cent stamps, five-cent stamps, 10-cent stamps, 17-cent stamps, 44-cent stamps, <laughs> and they just kind of decorated all over the envelope. You know, we need to look that up one time. We, occasionally, Patricia, always look at, when we do a film game model show, trivia for, compared from one year to another and look at the prices and costs. Mm-hmm. And the three-cent stamp always seemed to be the same. It was there forever. So I want to know, when did it start being three cents and when did it end being three cents? Because it must have hold the record of being the the most long, popular amount oh. for one stamp. I'm up to information, I think it was 1952 was the last one, last year that I pulled down information about the, the price of stamps. Mm-hmm. It's been three cents forever. Every show year that I have pulled information about, the stamps were three cents. No wonder the post office is broke. <laughs> you know, the price of houses tripled. Yep. What is the stamp? Three, three cents. cents. Milk, you have to pay 87 cents a gallon. Right. And stamps are three cents. Jeez. Go figure. All right, stamps, postage stamps. Uh-oh, somebody's awake. Stamp Hello there, you're on the air. Hello, Walden. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Jim. Um, Hi there. Well, I, I have one bit of information for you. I know it was three cents for a long time. In 1958, it went to four cents. Uh, I, in fact, it was an item. When you played one of those one-man's families yesterday, Walden, uh-huh. remember Ray Shearer did a report from the White House yes. about, the post, about the post office? Yes. On that NBC uh, service at 30? Yep. They talked about the four-cent stamps. Oh, good grief. So I wonder, so it's 1958, so I wonder when did they start being three, three cents? I don't know that. I know it became five in 63. 1932, it went to three cents. So, almost, cents. so oh, for 25 years, I got a, I got a bet. Well, well here's, here's something that's even worse. On July 1st, 1885. Yeah. yeah. It went to two cents. Hmm. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Now this is interesting. Wow. Um, so forty-seven years. Listen to this one though. In 1863, it was six cents for a third of an ounce. Hmm. Huh. Now, and in 1883, it was four cents for two tenths of an ounce. <laughs> you know, there's a. Uh, in your couple next doors in 1958, you might remember there was an episode in August about they when they remember when they mailed the Christmas cards. Yes, they, she, 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 the, the storyline, Patricia Peg thought she would be smart, so she decided to do all her Christmas cards in in the summer right. and put them away in the closet. Uh huh. And her husband walked in. Hmm. Wonder why she got all this mail. I'm just gonna take them. It was a sign. They, they, she wanted him to mail something, and she put a sign up that said, don't forget to mail, but it was something totally different. Because she wanted to hold these Christmas cards until Christmas time. But he mailed them in August. I remember that show. Yeah. And if, what, the point was they came back to them because of the extra sin on the stamps. It was, I think August 1st of 58 is when they went to... F- it was incorrect posted. <laughs> 
Well, we're, we're talking about how long it stayed at three cents. Yeah. It started with two cents for the, the first ounce of mail, two cents in 1885. Wow. And it stayed two cents until 1932. 47 years. Then after that, and after 60, and then in 68, I think it went, for, the regular letters went from a nickel, I think, to, I don't know if it was, well, they went up in 68, and then after 68 or so, I think it was constant after that. I don't know what the, the intervals were pretty. It went in um, 63, 5 cents, 68, 6 cents, 71, 8 cents, 74, 10 cents. 75 was still 10 cents. I guess the uh, second downs changed, though. Uh -huh. um, 75, it went to 13. Let me get my little... I thought it was 11. Well, let's see. In but I remember when it was 13, yeah. 70, it says um, 75, it went to 10 cents uh -huh. in September. Oh, isn't this cute? They do this so cute. Uh, it, was, it was the second ounce that changed... In September. Okay, so in March of 74, it went to 10 cents. Mm -hmm. September 75, it was still 10 cents. December 75, it went to 13 cents. That's quite a jump. So 75 to 70, 78, it went to 15, 81, 18, 81. Later that year, it went to 20. Wow. So, and, and it just, I mean, really, these are these are pretty high. Six in a year. Yeah. Yeah. What about... Was it, did it start out at one cent, or did it start out like a half a penny? When did, did it show anything before 1885? I don't know what it was before 1863, or even if there was anything. Did, did we have a postal system? Or I don't know. Still Pony Express? the original departments of the government, I believe. Wasn't there a post Well, when Benjamin Franklin started the post office, so you'd think there'd been something in the 1700s, when, but who knows what he charged? I don't know. Wasn't the Postal Department one of the original uh, cabinet departments when uh -huh. the government was formed in 1789? Yeah, I think there was like four positions, and one of them was Post, uh, was it Post General? There was, there was uh, what, Secretary what, what, of the Army, I think, Secretary of State, Treasury. What was it? The um, General was in the title. Was it Postmaster General? Postmaster General, yeah. Yeah. And then it was Secretary of State, I think. Uh, Secretary of War. And maybe Attorney General might have been one of the four. Yeah. I don't remember. But but there, anyway, there was a postal department mm -hmm. in 1789 when the federal government truly began, you know, our current federal government. Well, they did cut back. Isn't this interesting? In November of 1917, it went to three cents. Mm -hmm. And in July 1919, it was dropped back to two cents by Congress mm. because of the war. Yeah. yeah. So World War II was not a they did, so postal rates did not change at all in World War II surprisingly. In World War II, no. Hmm. Um, three cents, three cents, three cents. No, yeah, so three what, cents all the way through. What about v, does it show anything about V mail? Did they charge the same for V mail? V mail is not listed here. And was okay. air mail a different rate? When did air mail start? Did it say that? Nope, I, it looks like this is just first class. Hmm. Also, it'll be interesting to find when did they actually stop uh, do twice a day delivery. I wonder about that. My parent, my mother told me there used to be two-a-day two mail delivery. I don't know. I, I don't remember it ever in my childhood. If you listen to, I listened to Fred McGee Molly's in 55, and I talk about two-day so They were still doing it in 55? Yeah. Huh. Well, you do know, you do know that... Uh, 
on April, th and I read this came up on an old radio, on an old trivia program where they were doing rock and roll from 1957. I heard this, that on April 13th of 1957, which was a Saturday, for some reason, they decided not to have mail delivery that one Saturday for some problem in the post office or some, uh, I guess they, it was an economic reason, but they actually did suspend mail delivery that one Saturday in 1957. I know they proposed recently that Saturday mail be discontinued. Mm -hmm. Whether that'll ever come, a lot of there's a lot of opposition to that. There's opposition to it, but I don't know from where because so much business is conducted now uh, via email. Even documents are are exchanged via email and when under pressure by fax as well. So it doesn't carry the significance that it did maybe. 10, 15, 20 years ago when they were proposing it at, at different times. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And also get A lot of people just like the idea of having males. I mean, I'm talking about people at home. Yeah. Yep. Like the idea of having mail six days a week. Also, to think of it, the telephone service has changed so much that you can always call somebody. And a lot of people, well, I remember my grandmother called her mother, maybe a phone call long distance once every two weeks or so. I mean, oh, what I think, I was remarking, that we were talking to Walden a few weeks ago, about months ago, about how when we call on Yesterday USA here and do our interviews and, mm -hmm. and our calls, and when I, could, when I had to listen online, I mean on the phone because of streaming and all of that, mm -hmm. uh, we could do that where in the old days, when I saw the old days, not that long ago, long-distance long calls were a luxury. You did it at Christmas, you did it at Thanksgiving, you did it at... Uh, emergencies you know you never you never did long-distance calls generally for fun I mean it was fun on the holidays mm -hmm. what I meant is long-distance calls were expensive yeah but it wasn't uh, just to pick up the phone to say hi and a casual hello mm -hmm. you had a purpose right well you might remember and, and by the way I've heard a few of your commercials I'm enjoying them by the way oh good I haven't picked my favorite one yet I'm just starting them but I did I did I did glanced at them and I that reminds me of something that's really silly and off the wall but I just have to tell Walden this you played something on your one man's family last night one of the commercials you played was something that I had re remembered from my childhood but I was too embarrassed to ever bring it up in the digest or <laughs> because it was so silly and mm -hmm. off do you remember that X-Lux commercial about the clarinet that was out of tune? <laughs> yes. yes. I yes. remember hearing it. Yes. I had never. I, I heard that commercial as a child at six. I swear I could have heard it, but then I thought, this would be too embarrassing to ask anybody about that. But sure enough, when you played that one man's family last night, I heard that commercial. Oh, I yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Screaming at it. First of all, clarinets don't even have health problems. Of course, I'm thinking logically again, like we were talking, Walden and I were talking last week with you mm -hmm. about logic. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Clarinets don't even have health problems, unless they're broken. <laughs> or they're flat. Yeah. But it was just it was just an unusual commercial. Yes. It was just... <laughs> However, clearly it was memorable. Yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, you hear something once or twice when you're a child, and you, and you, and you, and you think, my, and of course, it also reminds you when your life is, are these the things you remember? I mean, you know, when you think of all the things you remember in your life, commercials. <laughs> but, uh, but again, it was a memor it was a memorable ad, and you, you rekindled a real memory last night, Walden, by playing that. Well, good. Uh, we still got some more weeks with those types of commercials, so, so. 
very interesting. Oh, another thing I notice on these later One Man's Families, you notice how when Frank Barton does the opening, he's, the way he says bewildering offspring, uh-huh. he says bewildering totally different than the way he used to. Yes, bewildering offspring. Yes. yes. But that was interesting also. I was also interesting last night hearing that 1958 uh, headline about problems in Iraq. So they were having problems yeah. in Iraq in 1958 as well. Yep. <laughs> yep. So the, the, those are fun to hear, but yes, Patricia, I'm enjoying them, uh, and I'm and I'm in, going to be really. And I also look, looked at your Mr. District Attorney disc. That looks very exciting too. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for. I did see your. I think I found the one. By the way, Walden, that one of them she did include was the one from December 10th of 41. Ah, uh, yes. Where Jay Austin talks about now that we're at war. Yep. So that's going to be. Those are going to be interesting to hear. Yep. So I'm really going to enjoy the commercials. And uh, by ho- and, oh, oh, on the desserts. Uh, no, one question. And by the way, I. I you gonna t- you, no, just, there you go. All right, Jim. What are the top five American desserts? Well, what I wanted to ask you first of all was, are you including a flavor or a type of dessert? Because because you know there's a lot of like you know you can include cakes and pies and ice creams and uh, ice puddings. Ice so are you are you talking about just desserts in general or flavors in particular or? Specific dessert. If you were sitting in a restaurant and you wanted to order dessert, well, I'll, I'll try. All right. Now this. And, and, and I don't have to mention flavors, right? Um. Let's see. Well. Well, just just go ahead, and I'll tell you. Okay. Go ahead. For ice cream. Okay. Cake. Pie. Okay. Tell us what kind of cake and what kind of pie. Okay, well, I'll try ice cream first. Chocolate ice cream. Okay. Okay. What what cake? Uh, cake, I guess, would be maybe chocolate. Okay. Pie, I'm thinking maybe apple. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna guess p- uh, uh, w- uh, pudding maybe. Uh, I don't know. P- what flavor? Uh, I'm gonna say chocolate. Okay. And was it, that's four of them, right? At four, you get one more. Uh, cookies of some kind. What kind? Oh, chocolate again. All right, Patricia. Rough, Walden. But they're in the right order. Okay, I understand. But three of them, anyway. Three of them? Mm Mm-hmm. Are correct. Well, you know, and, and again, this is ordered in restaurants, not things people buy to take home from the grocery store, right, or things of that type, right? I tried to jump in, and you started talking, and I, I guess I didn't get through. These are, when you were asking, well, do I have to give flavors, or can I just say pie? And I said, well, if you were... And again, but three of them, anyway. But they're in the right order. Okay, I understand. But three of but they're in the right order. Okay, I understand. But three of them, anyway. Three of them? Mm-hmm. Are correct. Well, you know, and, and again, this is ordered in restaurants, not things people buy to take home from the grocery store, right, or things of that type, right? I tried to jump in, and you started talking, and I, I guess I didn't get through. These are when you were asking, well, do I have to give flavors, or can I just say pie? And I said, well, if you were in a restaurant, you would have to order oh. this. However, these are things that are favorite desserts. Period. You don't have to be in a restaurant. You don't necessarily have to be home. They are just a favorite dessert. Okay. 
Okay, well, you know, as far as favorite, favorite desserts of mine, like yes. one, one thing, one delight I call for many years, my mother, my aunt gave my mother a recipe for a strawberry cake, and this was not a shortcake, but it was actually a white cake with strawberry icing. And it was a Betty Crocker white cake mix, I think, but it had strawberry icing and you used strawberry jello in it, so that would make that would make Don Wilson and Jack Benny very happy. Uh, and it was it was one of my favorite desserts. Uh, my favorite store bought dessert as a child was the Hostess Snowball. Oh wow! And I like them much better than Twinkies or, or I like the cupcakes. Twinkies were probably my least favorite of the Hostess cakes. Do they still make snowballs? Maybe you could look that up while you're online there. What am I looking up? Hostess Snowballs. Oh okay. I'm curious. You remember? You remember? There was a combination of five desserts in each one. They had coconut. What had coconut, marshmallow, devil smooth cake, marshmallow, and I, I do see snowballs, but once they change the recipes. Really? That's what I'm wondering. Hostess snowballs. Let's see. Not long after. You go ahead. Just keep keep talking. Uh, yeah, it was it had five desserts in one in one cake. And that's how they promote it. They wow. promote it. Well, I got my computer fixed, Jim, so we're going to be going back to my uh, my external hard drive tomorrow night and start featuring more of those... Dunning interviews. Dunning and Ray Bream interviews, everybody. Sure, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so computer fix, and I'm glad to report oh, that. Oh, isn't it? You believe me, when you don't have it now, you just feel lost. Well, I've... I, you know... I've had a computer for a long time, and I had it go down for a long time. Somehow, I seem to manage. Well, I guess you manage, of course. We <laughs> I just mean, I mean, it's not, I mean, we all live, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, not being, you know, harder to hear things and yeah. things like that. Well, according to Wikipedia, they're still out there. Yeah. How about Balls that? are cream-filled chocolate cakes, which are then covered with marshmallow frosting and coconut flakes. They are marketed by Hostess. Snowballs are usually pink. However, they are also available in chocolate, white, green, blue, and other colors, depending on the holiday. They come in packages of two and are sold at many convenience stores and grocery stores. Does it say when they started, by any chance? Um, let see, one of the others doesn't say when they were started, but it must be forever because it said in 1950 the cream filling was added. Mm-hmm. Let's see. When, while rationing of flour and sugar during World War II, snowballs became somewhat popular with Americans who were looking to indulge in a sweet treat. However, their form has changed. Well, if we were rationing flour and sugar during the war, yeah, how did they come? There's something wrong here. Okay, I have to go look some more. See what you guys make me do? <sighs> well, you know, well, I know the cupcake. <sighs> well, there's so many hostess <laughs> products now. You know, you have cupcakes, you have Twinkies, you have Ding Dongs, you have Suzy Q's. Uh, let's see, the hostess cream, the hostess fruit pies, of course. Um, I think hostess does donuts, too, I believe. Um, or they did, anyway. <laughs> All right, let's see. Do they still make Hostess Snowballs? You know, Patricia got that little sigh. Yeah. It reminds me of somebody in old-time radio that had that routine. 
What is I? Yeah, like just what Patricia's doing. <sighs> uh huh. That's what I'm wondering. Well, let's see. who was it that used to sign? Oh, well, I remember in the '60s when Paul Harvey would be particularly disgusted by a news story. He would, or frustrated by a news story, he would go. <sighs> you remember but, that? No, but I was just thinking Patricia had a, a cute little sign. Somebody had a, a similar sign old time radio. I told you my mother could sigh and suck the furniture right out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 1947, and it's on the hostess site, so they are still being made. So I guess all those cakes are listed, right? Cupcakes, Twinkies, Ding Dongs, all those things. Oh, I know. I'm thinking of Archie Andrews. I've heard that on the Archie Andrews show. My favorite thing on Archie Andrews was the way the father would go, quiet, quiet, yeah. quiet. <laughs> Just, and, of course, yeah. yeah, you have to say it three times, of course. And yes, da and the way they would all say, yes, da yes, sir, yes, Dad, yes, mm -hmm. Dad. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so there was a lot of, uh, and you know, a lot of the uh, desserts now, you know, it's like the home, the, the uh, homemade, I know most people like homemade desserts more, but some of those store desserts were pretty good. Oh, yeah. Langendorf, though, a West Coast brand, the thing that sponsored Red Ryder, also made snowballs briefly. I believe Langendorf was one of the breads for Hopalong Cassidy, too. Yeah. Red Ryder. He did three different kinds of bread. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. I mean, how can yeah, I know wow. one cowboy, one hero with three different brands? It's of kind of like you know one of my. I remember in the old OTR Digest a few years ago, they were talking about the Lone Ranger and how in one episode he had dealings with Kit Carson. Oh, really? Episode he had dealings with Al Jennings, and the the poster and I forgot who the poster was. I'm just amazed at that Lone Ranger, just how durable he was. Not to mention how durable Silver was. Mm -hmm. To deal with both of those characters in Western history, which were like a gen two generations or a generation or two apart. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, Jim, I have something here. Okay. You sent me out looking for snowballs and Hostess. Now I'm going to read to you the list of products, and then I'm going to close out the website. Uh, okay. All right. They have Twinkies, cupcakes, Ho Hos, Susie Q's, Ding Dongs. Donuts, mini muffins, snowballs, and fruit pies. That's quite a few desserts there. What are Susie Q's? Uh, Susie Q, I think, wasn't it with like a, was there coconut in it? Maybe you can look at it. I will just click on it and see. All right, Susie, oh, it, it looks like chocolate cake with creamy filling, you know, like, like a sandwich. Yeah. With creamy stuff, all right. Do you lick the cream filling around the edges, or do you just bite into it? For more than 40 years, sophisticated snack cake connoisseurs, you've got to be kidding me, <laughs> have been licking their fingers while mouths full of cream. I wonder if that's no. the one with the... Uh, Cream-filled Susie Q's. I wonder if it's, it's chocolate cake with this cream filling, you yeah, know, like two slices of chocolate cake with the cream filling in the middle. Uh, and they have a little thing on the top, like a little frosting kind of thing? Can I want to... Oh, no, the squiggles? No. No, because I'm saying, what's the one with with the peanut characters on the box? Oh. What, 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 it's, it's a, it's a, the hostess cupcakes have squiggles on them. Cupcakes do, yeah. And it has, it has a you know, rectangle cake. Uh-huh. With this little, little crazy little line, and I think the peanut characters are on the box, like Snoopy. Oh, now the, the rectangle cake 
is what we just saw with the Susie Q's. That's what I'm wondering, yeah. The icing squiggles on the top are on top of the cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are chocolate cake with cream filling and chocolate icing on top with a stripe of, my God, these things must be pure sugar. <laughs> And the, and the, and the uh, I don't know, the ho-hos are little bitty things, as I recall. Oh, ho-hos. All right. Let's see what ho-hos are. Ho-ho-ho. Ho-hos. Um, oh, they're, they're uh, like log rolls mm-hmm. with chocolate. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. You could have... <laughs> I could have an attack just walking through this factory. Again, I'm sure the the dentist of America would be so chagrined if they could look at that. Sorry. I'm, I'm not sure about embarrassed, but they would sure be upset. <laughs> Maybe embarrassed, just chagrin, I mean. It's, it, it's what kid, well, you know, it's like uh, one of, another one of my Easter addictions, speaking of Easter, I always liked as a child, and they still make them because I got a few bags for my friends, uh-huh. The, the the bunny eggs, they're called, Brock's made them, they're like Easter basket bunny eggs, they're not chocolate, but there's like 20 in a plastic bag. Okay. They're like, they have the, the hard outside and the soft inside, they're different colors. They're like jelly bean type eggs, they're, they're, they're not, uh, and they're just, you know, the Easter eggs, the kind of Easter eggs you'd get in your Easter basket as a child, perhaps. Okay. And those have been one of my childhood, that was always one of my childhood addictions that I still occasionally enjoy. All right. Oh, ding dong. See, you know, most of these products, it looks like it anyway, it looks like most of these products are just reshapes of each other. Oh, like, so ding dong's like a duplication of one of the others, sort of? It's, it's again, chocolate cake with a cream filling and uh, of chocolate icing on top, but they're round. And then we get the chocolate cake with the cream filling with the, the chocolate icing and a squiggle, <laughs> which is a cupcake. <laughs> so all of these things, except the snowball so far, all of these things are chocolate cream filled with icing or frosting on top. The Twinkies have no frosting. Uh, the Twinkies have no frosting. So Twinkies and snowballs. Well, there's not, now this is interesting. It looks like the snowballs might be Twinkies. Uh, or Twinkies are nude snowballs. <laughs> what is I recall Sneakies, Sneakies, Twinkies, <laughs> are like a sponge cake. Uh-huh, sponge cake that is cream-filled. Yeah. Oh, but the, the um, whatchamacallits, the, the uh, snowballs are chocolate, aren't they? Right, and they have the coconut and the marshmallow and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so my. basically, I just figured out how they make the money. Everything had the same ingredients. It just depends on what shape, what size, and what amount. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to look at it. I guess, <laughs> I guess the only thing that's different are the donuts and the fruit pies, when you really technically think about it. I'm looking at the donuts, and they look okay. Babies, they're little ones, mm-hmm. and one is chocolate-covered, and the others have the powdered sugar on the outside. Mm-hmm. This is good stuff. All right, now we're into the good stuff here. We're into substance. Yeah, I mean, you know, good, 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 you know, on all the, with all this news, on the news every day, when you hear about people wanting healthy eating and all of that, this is, this is a delightful subject for those connoisseurs of healthy eating. Oh, sure. I mean, Twinkies are one of the four basic food groups. Yeah. <laughs> Hershey's well, got everything in it. Got dairy, yeah, it got dairy products. It got wheat products. Well, you know, they, and, you know, I can remember when the Hostess commercials in the 50s and 60s actually promoted that these foods perhaps gave you gave kids energy. 
They certainly do. (laughs) Nothing quite like a sugar high for a kid. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, well... Well, I hope I rekindled some pleasant, pleasant dessert memories for people listening. I guess we could um, we could visit this factory, I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's always a pleasure, Walden and Patricia. I'm glad, Walden, your computer is working again. I am very happy. And we'll be looking forward to listening to your program tomorrow night with, with all those uh, features. You bet. And uh, and all and all the other things you're doing. And again, it's always a pleasure. And you all, and again, Patricia, you have a nice evening. Thank you, Jim. You too. And thanks for calling. I enjoyed your interview with Mr. Schultz tonight too. That was very good. He is quite a person, isn't he? Oh yes, he he knows his stuff, and I hope his book succeeds greatly. And may, I'm going to suggest, may, uh, by the way, another. Uh, good, he was talking about good-hearted family series. Hmm. I would suggest, I don't know if he's heard it yet, maybe you can suggest it to him, that he sample some episodes of The Marriage. The Marriage? With Dick, okay. with, uh, uh, Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin. Walden's heard, played them. Yep. It's a good it's, series. They show very short live during the Tippy 3, Tippy 4 run. Very, very upscale. Right, he was a lawyer, and she was his wife, and they had two children. They lived in New York City. And each week, one week, the story would be told from her viewpoint and one week from his viewpoint. Oh, interesting. You'd enjoy it, Patricia, the marriage, I think. Okay. Well, I wrote it down. Okay. All right, Jim. Thanks for calling. Have a nice evening. You too, Jim. Thank you, Juan. Bye-bye. Bye. 714-545-2071. I have a postage stamp question for you, or a postage rate question. All right. When did the penny postcard go away? Um, I'll take within five years. Either way. That's a 10-year window. Mm-hmm. 1974. Penny postcard, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was trying to think of a pull card that I used to buy as a kid that had a, that had, looked like it had a stamp, and I was trying to visualize what those stamp for. They weren't a penny. They weren't a penny? Unless you're very old. How old are you? I'm, I'm just a little kid. Yeah, I know. You're not old enough. I know. You're not old enough. All right. How about 1934? We started a penny postcard in 1928. Before then, there was no postcard. No postcard? No postcard. So the first postcard was in 1928, mm-hmm. and it was a penny postcard all the way to 1952. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Wow. So I what the, the post office isn't making I any money? I guess the post office is not in the business of making money. It was 1952. It went to two cents, and then it started escalating just like the rest like of the stuff. rates. And it, so in 52, it went to two cents. In 58, it went to $0.03. Cents. So that's a 50% increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you think about it in percentages, that's a lot of dollars. That sure is. Yeah. sure is. Five years later, it went to $0.04. Cents. And five years after that, $0.05. Cents. Three years later, $0.06. Cents. And they, they didn't even bother with the in-between. Then they went to 8 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, interesting. Now, here is something interesting. In 19... 19- 74, the penny postcard was 8 cents, and in 75, it went down to 7 cents. Deflation. 
How interesting. Wow. And the yeah. this is the additional ounces also went down. So in, in seventy this is between seventy four and seventy five. Mm-hmm. The postal rate for a letter was ten cents. The second ounce was ten cents in seventy four and it dropped to nine cents in seventy five. The postcard was eight cents in seventy four and that dropped in seventy five. There must have been something that happened that year. Is that when when um we had the energy crisis, and Nixon, you know... Uh, we had price controls in there somewhere. We did, we did have price control, price and weight control for a while. And that was at around the same time as the energy crisis. Yeah. And inflation was like, what, 16%? I mean, it was just outrageous. So, that's probably right. That's probably what the, the last time we had the price and weight control under Nixon. Gee, willikers. Well, actually, Nixon was out of office by August, so who knows? What a loopy system. Well, anyway, that's that's my contribution for tonight with the post wow. stamps. We're still losing money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 714-545-2071, which are the five most popular desserts in the United States. If you can name four of them, you'll get some radio shows. And we have one left over from last week, the expression, the whole nine yards, yeah. that come from. And you've got the mystery a voice. singer songster. Well, why don't we play the next clip? That might okay. help stimulate. And this could be a couple of minutes, Patricia. So, uh, so somebody should know who this person is. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Well, we... We certainly slipped it to him, all right. We certainly did. Ah, oh, there's a great old guy. He's a great old guy. Come on in the house a minute. Vision, that's what he's got. Why, there's a man that can see over the transom. Yes, sir, he's going to go places. He sure is. Oh, let me get that piano. I'm raring to go. Wait a minute. I'll take the cover off. Here, give me a hand. Mary, come in. Yes, Jimmy? You know, something's been troubling me lately. What? Well, well, do you think that our love affair has enough punch to it? Huh? Our love affair. Oh, well... Jimmy, now that you mentioned Because it. I've got a new arrangement on it. Look, Our Love Affair by Jimmy Connors. Oh. Oh, it's a dynamite love song. It's, it's just made to order for you. I'll play it. Uh, wait, wait till you get a load of this intro. It's got some chords that are really out of this world. It starts off a little flary. Are you listening to me? Sure. Then it uh, softens down here. Violins, you know. Then the orchestra sneaks back in for the vocal. It's it. Our Love Affair. Will be such fun, will be the envy of everyone. Those famous lovers will make them forget. From Adam and Eve to Scarlet and Red. When youth has had its merry fling, we'll spend our evening remembering to happy people. Who stay on the square with fiddles? Isn't ours a lovely love affair? Now come on, you try it, huh? Jimmy, are you sure you want me to sing with the band? You're not. Why, of course not. We need you, Mary. You're as important to me as the brass section. That's pretty important. Well, come on now, try it, huh? Here we go. Our love affair was meant to be. It's me for you, dear. 
got to brew, but after the tears, our love will smile through. I'm sure that I could never hide the thrill I get when you're by my side. And when we're older, we'll proudly declare, You're swell. Oh, it's a swell song. Oh, but with you singing it like that at the dance, we'll be a sensation. You know, there's only one thing it lacks to make everything perfect. What's that, Jimmy? Oh, you'd, you'd, you'd think I was silly if I was to mention it. Well, no, no, I wouldn't. Really, I wouldn't. What would make it all perfect, Jimmy? Huh? Oh, uh, a xylophone. Oh. Uh, well, good night, Mary. Good night. And that should be a pretty good clue. That should be a pretty good clue. You know, the soundtrack is just a little bit fast. Uh, and it must be the tape, because uh, I transferred from a CD. And I think it's probably the tape. I've heard that show. Yeah. Which is kind of unusual, because it's not a show I would have picked to listen to. I must have been listening to the station one night, and it came on. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I think we have to be kind to people, and that might throw them off. Maybe. Nah, it really wouldn't. I'm just, I'm just being nice like Walden. I'm taking lessons from you. But that should be a pretty good guess. Pretty good clue. I, I, that's a pretty good clue. Mm-hmm. That is a pretty good clue. Well, I have some freebie stuff. What do you mean? Where did you go? I was over here in the corner putting that tape away. You were over there in the corner and you were... Were you eating chocolates? Uh-uh. No, I was just eating my, jelly beans. My, my, no, my no, no, my my mouth is over here, over here. It wasn't on, it wasn't on mic. You know, that's where I was. You have to glue it to your head. Yeah, I know. Or I don't know. Does it? Does it? Do Mike and Bill? Well, Bill, I know uses a microphone, and I know Mike has a headset. He uses a microphone too, doesn't he? Yeah, and I have a microphone too. Yeah, I don't. I know, but you're smart. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this. I mean, I just all I have to do is answer the phone on Saturday nights. I feel. Yeah, my buddy, you just pick up the phone anytime I call, twenty-four hour, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, and there you are. And there I am, and I just pick up the phone, and I'm just so sweet. You are. <laughs> no, I'm not. I have freebies though. What? What are freebies? In freebies. Last week, I found free ice cream oh, yeah. at Ben and Jerry's. That's right. That was good. Okay, well, there's free mini Sunday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Maggie Moo's. Maggie Have you ever heard of Maggie Moo's? It's an ice cream place. They yep. have places all across the country. There are not many like Ben & Jerry's, but they're all over the place in different states. And if you show up on April 18th, which is Monday, and I can tell you why everybody is giving stuff away on April 18th now, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., you will get a free mini Sunday. Dwayne and I were talking last night, and she was asking me why the taxes are not due to the 18th, and we looked up in a government book. I know. And I didn't know there was such a holiday. I, we found that, or I found it, about a year ago. 
well, of course it would have been a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. Emancipation Day. Yeah, and I guess it's only in Washington, D.C. It is only in Washington, D.C. It's a Washington holiday. Wow. And it typically falls on the 16th, I believe. Mm. And because the 16th, of course, today was a Saturday, they observed it on the 15th. And if you hold on for one second, I will tell you what Emancipation Day is. I'm surprised it's not. It's one we passed the amendment, mm-hmm. right, the 13th Amendment. Yep. What? Emancipation Day. Um, the holiday, which this year gives all government employees unpaid furlough day, um, celebrates on April 16, 1862, when Washington, D.C. became the first U.S. territory to abolish slavery. Wait. This year's holiday was celebrated on Friday, April 15th, as a government observance, and therefore the federal income tax, if, if fe- April 15th falls on a weekend or a holiday or Emancipation Day, the IOU date to the IRS is pushed ahead. So the next business day after Emancipation Day is Monday the 18th. And I did not know that until today, that you don't have to turn in your taxes until Monday. Yeah, I didn't know that until last night. So um, that's how come everybody's giving away income tax day goodies on Monday the 18th, and Maggie moves Maybe that's why we don't have it, the families. They're all busy doing their income taxes. They're all busy doing their income tax. Now, Dunkin' Donuts has a deal. I love, we have Dunkin' Donuts around here. Good. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Let's see. I think it is just to celebrate this American classic snack. Whatever. I think it's just Monday. You will get a free donut if you stop in Dunkin' Donuts and buy a beverage. I mean, people stop by and they get coffee and donuts. Mm -hmm. So on Monday, you only have to buy the coffee, and they will give you the donut. Did you notice people when she said whatever? She had had her roots in that. Whatever? Did I say that? Yep. Oh, boy. Your ears are good. (laughs) Whatever. What did I say? (laughs) You had your Northeastern accent on the whatever. What did, what what was it attached to? <laughs> Nothing. You stuck it right in between the Dunkin' Donut routine. Oh, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of those. Okay. Well, Dunkin' Donuts has a contest going as well. And what is it? The contest is create Dunkin's next donut. Mm. The twelve thousand dollar grand prize. And let's see, from nearly da, 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 creations online, it doesn't, okay, 90,000 donut creations submitted online. A dozen finalists travel to Dunkin' Donuts. One of the finalists will win $12,000. Now, that means that the contest may be over. Let's see. National Donut Day. What? Oh, man, we have National Donut Day? Wow. Oh, wow. This is good. Well, anyway, go to Dunkin' Donuts website and uh, see what they're giving away and why they're giving it away and what you can win. $12,000 for creating a donut sounds like a pretty good deal to me. We could use the money, Patricia. (laughs) Yes, we could. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Cold Stone Creamery. Do you know, is is that a name you recognize? Yes, I've seen it because I think I went with Kim in Texas. Really? She goes down to, I think there's one similar like that. I think that's why I ran into it. Okay, well, you can get free ice cream if you sign up on their website. 
Good. Of course, you have to live near a place so you can go pick it up. Ah, okay. Applebee's will give you free dessert on your birthday if you sign up to receive their email. So you have to go to Applebee's website, but you get free dessert on your birthday. Now, I think you can only put in one birthday. <laughs> I don't think they will let you put in 365 birthdays, but if anybody can figure out how to do that, it will be Alden. Hooray! Quiznos. I think that's a sandwich place. Yeah, it's a... It's a it's it's a first. It's a subway sandwich place. A sub, a, a subway type sandwich. Uh -huh. I've okay. Won, I've won. They'll give you a free cookie on your birthday. Very nice. I've uh, won free sandwiches for right. them. So this is good. Boy, I, you know I'm really doing well. You are. Free the freebies. I didn't go out looking for sweet freebies. I just went to my save money, um, cheapskate place. They <laughs> had these freebies, and they're all desserts. We got donuts and yeah, ice cream and yeah, cookies. Yeah. And that ties into our theme for tonight. That sure does. Are we having fun or we, what? We always have fun. Yes, we do. Okay, so I can put my Christmas list away, right? Yep. We need to know from folks is there anything special you would like us to do for Christmas in July other than show up in our little elf suits? And be happy. We've got five Saturdays. Five Saturdays. We'll, we'll manage somehow. This is good. Okay. Well, I, I got stuff. If we don't get any phone calls about the five most popular desserts. We might get go to a radio show. Well, we could go to a radio show. Or yeah. Jim is the only caller. I'm going to give him a CD. Well, see, Jim called twice. And Fred called once. Fred called. That's it. He didn't know what the popular desserts were. Yeah. But he gave us a dessert story. That's true. Jim yeah. is the only one who has guessed so far yeah. on the five most popular desserts. And, um, Jim, you better hope nobody calls. Because <laughs> if they don't, you can have a CD. That's right. Is you're, this too cool or what? You're in the running for the CD for, for uh, you know, Jim. You, you're in the running for it now. Yeah. All right. I have, I have useless but fun stuff. Oh, I have a brain teaser for Walden. And you got my stump one Walden question too, somewhere. I have a stump Walden question. Yeah. All right. What do you want to do? You want your brain teaser? Sure. All right. Let me give you your brain teaser now. If you argue with this answer, I'm on your side. I think it's <laughs> a stupid thing. The, the really stupider, stupider part is I knew the answer. So I will give it to you, and if you want to argue, it's really cool by me. Okay. All right. This is one of these puzzlers. This is a brain teaser. Mm -hmm. The rich men want it. The wise men know it. The poor all need it. And the kind men show it. What is it? Money. <laughs> You had economics as a major, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Oh, you're funny. No, it's not money. The rich men want it, the wise men know it, the poor all need it, and the kind men show it. I think money is a much better answer than Well, read it one more time. Okay. The rich men want it, uh -huh. the wise men know it, uh -huh. the poor all need it, uh -huh. the kind men show it. I think here's my here's my answer. After how about love? That's exactly it. Yeah. You are so good. Oh uh, well. 
That's, that's definitely good. Well, my argument would have been the rich men want it. We have an awful lot of rich men in this world who are not craving love. But some, but some are. Well, I mean, I'm, some of them are, but this is an absolute. These these statements are an absolute term. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm thinking. Who so- wanted to argue with me that some of these people are not out pattering around looking for love? I would have. I would have been on your side. Well, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking a lot of them are. They want, you know, they say, and I think it's true. Yeah, money that, is a substitute. Well, I think it's true though that. Um, the meaning of life. They said the the uh, a lot of rich people are, don't have to worry about the basics, so they're sort of searching for the meaning of life kind of thing. Oh, you're on the the Maslow's hierarchy here. And then the poor, they're just so struggling just to try and take care of the basics. They don't huh? think about the meaning of life. Right. And then you have the the people who are the the, the thinkers who always think about it. You know, I mean, that's just another thought. So, and love is being one of those things. And that's why I think a lot of rich people are probably unhappy. They don't, you're you're they, working up Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of needs. Yeah, you start out true. at the bottom, of course, number one and number two are, are yeah, true. in shelter. And when you get to the self-actualization, you're right. People have enough money that they don't have to worry about food, shelter, comfort. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're looking for other things. You're very analytical. I, no. Yeah, I have some useless but fun stuff. Is it fun but useless too? <laughs> you bet. All right. <laughs> Just useless. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're a cow. Moo! And if you're a cow, this might mean something to you. A herd of 60 cows can produce a ton of milk in less than a day. Wow! Now, 50 cows is a, a lot of milk. Is a lot see, of milk. 2,000, is it 2,280 pounds? No. A ton I, is 2,000 pounds. 2, a metric ton, I believe, is the uh, 22. Or, no, it's, um, yeah, metric ton. Now I have to go out and 2, look. 2,000 pounds. There's another ton. It's not a marine. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff coming out of cows. you do it. Well, you know, when you, when you figure that a quart of milk is 32 ounces. Now, I realize that liquid and solid weight mm-hmm. are not the same, but a quart of milk is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Multiply times 60 cows. I don't know how many gallons a, a cow can put out. Well, I'm just thinking, if you just subdivide 60 cows into 2,000 pounds, let's say if you just gave each one did 100 pounds, that's, you know, 60,000. So let's see here. I mean, let's see here, 30, 30 times 60 is 1,800, so you're looking at, wow, 23 pounds per cow? 33. 33 pounds, 33 per, pounds per cow. So per cow. I have to put a quart of milk on a scale and see how many... I think it's 2.2 pounds. A quart of milk is 2.2 pounds? I, I'm think, I don't know. I'm thinking so. Or is it a gallon? Maybe a, I'm thinking of a gallon of milk is actually 2.2 pounds. A kilo is 2.2 pounds. Okay. So how many gallons in a kilo? Well, a kilo is a solid weight. Well, I'm thinking, I'm guess I'm thinking of the liquid, trying to figure, take, transfer like the grams into actual weight. Well, grams is weight. Right. But I'm thinking there's a way of like liquid. Looking to transfer ounces. Into weight. 
liquid ounces into, let me see what we've got Liquid here. ounces into grams. If anybody out there wants to talk with us, um, volume, temperature, energy, light. Oh, I don't have liquid in, in my little handy-dandy doohickey here. I've got area, currency, energy, temperature, time, length, weight, speed, pressure, power, and volume, and there's no liquid conversion. I mean, you can't convert liquid into pounds. You can't because... Um, well, you got to. Well, but you can't. I mean, the density changes the weight. So uh, milk, for example, is probably heavier than water. Yeah, that's true. But we're looking at milk. I guess what we got yeah. how many pounds in a gallon of milk? Yeah, how many pounds in a gallon of milk? There you go. One four. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. And I'll be more judicious in what I pull down as useless but fun. <laughs> this is terrible. All right. Here we are. Two college graduates who don't know how to figure this out. Yeah, well, well, you know, some of us have it and some of us don't. <laughs> Dan Bays, please give us a call from Indiana and talk to us about cows. So his his family had a herd. Yeah. They had cows that were milked. So he should be able to help us on this. Dan, are you listening? Please give us a call. Okay, here's here's another useless but fun, and I'm not going to measure it. All right, before, just before I even get the information, I'm not going to measure it. Is that fair? Do I have to weigh it? No, I'm not going to weigh it either. <laughs> are, you, are you familiar with the term, he was a hairbreadth away from, meaning it was really, really close, he was just a hairbreadth away from death, or he was a hairbreadth away from losing the game? No, I've never heard it. Okay, well, a hairbreadth, B-R-E-A-D-T-H, meaning the width of... A strand of hair, and a, a strand of hair is one forty-eighth of an inch. So you have forty-eight hairs next to each other. Uh -huh. It's supposed to make an inch, and I think that's a lie. I heard a hair. You know how many hair? You know how they say how many strands of hair on a person's head? Yeah, a lot. Well, you know how many they say? I think it's a hundred thousand. I thought it was thirty thousand. Only thirty thousand? Hello there, caller. You're on the air. I really don't know if I need to be. I got in late on this. Okay, well, you, you can help straighten everything out. How how you doing? I heard you had some tornadoes down your way. Yeah, boy, didn't we ever, but they all went around me, so they were, they were close. Now, we had some heck of thunder and lightning and wind and all that stuff, but the real tornadoes went close, but they went around, so... As they say, a miss as good as a mile. So you just went, you just went in Tornado Alley down there, okay? Yeah, well, sometimes it. it uh, I think we had about 2,400 people out of power yesterday afternoon, and adjacent counties had a bunch too. But uh, most of it went around where I am, although mm. we had a bad storm. Mm. How are you feeling? Well, kind of run down, but you know, I'm. I'm a lot better. You sound better. Uh, yeah, I feel better. Mm -hmm. Just run down from making those curtain things, but we finally got through with them. Did you finish them? Yeah, I think uh, about 10.30 Wednesday night we got through with them. And your deadline was Thursday? Well, actually, 
they wanted them Friday and Saturday if we had to, and you wouldn't believe. They, now, when I say curtains, I, I guess it was a bit confusing. These aren't curtains like you put on windows. They were canvas curtains that went around a big machine, um, a laminating machine. They, they make car roofs, apparently. Mm-hmm. And everything is epoxy together, and as you can imagine, the fumes were tremendous. And these things went around these big machines, and they had exhaust hoods over the machines that sucked the air out to keep, try to keep the fumes down to some extent. Well, they were made out of a heavy cotton duct material, and then they had uh, steel chain in the bottom hem to add weight to them. Got it. Well, anyway, Wednesday night, we got done with those things, and at each end of the chain, we were putting rivets through the canvas and through the last link in the chain to keep it from crawling along in the hem or crawling out the end of it since the end of the pocket wasn't sewed up. And you wouldn't believe we got all of those things done and I was one rivet short. Oh no! 10.30 Wednesday night and I needed one more rivet. Anyway, we got done and folded them all up and stacked them up in the shop and um, Barbara had to go babysit the Thursday, so I knew it was gonna have them Friday and I told a guy he could get them first thing Friday morning. She got off work, she went and got some more rivets and we fixed the last one up Thursday night. He got them Friday morning and brought the money. So anyway, as long as there's no problem next week when he put them up, I hope we're done with them. I can't believe that. Well, I couldn't either, but, you know, that's the way my luck got to. Just one. Oh. One. But, anyhow, they're done. So did you call so, to help us out with something here? Did I do what? Did you call to help us out with an answer here? I don't, uh, I don't know exactly, but a gallon of milk weighs roughly eight pounds. Say that one again. A gallon of milk weighs roughly eight pounds. It's slightly heavier than water. Ah, okay. All right. Water, uh, at least I've always been told, was 7.5 pounds. So I'm pretty sure eight is very close to a gallon of milk. All right. So if we divide the 2,000 pounds by eight, we come out to 250 gallons. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds about right. From 60 cows? So over oh, four, I guess so, uh, yeah. Over four gallons per cow. From 60 cows? We're getting... Uh, I think some cows will give more than four gallons of milk, but... So it says a little more than four gallons average. cow, but on a, you know, if we're dealing with an average, I don't know. If, yeah, I think you're probably right. That would be about right. So it, it sounds reasonable if I tell you a herd of 60 cows can turn out a ton of milk. In less than a day. Yeah, I, I believe that. That would be that they're telling me right numbers then. Oh, thank you. I just knew there was somebody out there who could rescue me. But, um, you know, four gallons, that's, you know, roughly 32 pounds uh, of milk per 
Okay, well, I'm just trying to think. Holy cow. I'm just trying to think, where do you store all that milk? I mean, how fast do you turn it over the market? I mean, they must be stored in a tank. Yeah, I, I think they pick it up every day, but see, when they mill, it goes into a great big storage tank. Right. A, a, a chilled storage tank, and I think the trucks from the dairies pick it up every day. You got to. They, yeah. Yeah, they just about have to. Big tanker trucks that they use, right? Okay, you, you, you don't want to keep it too long, mm -mm. no, you don't. But yeah. you know, it's I, well, I guess it wouldn't make a difference too after it's pasteurized. But mm -hmm. you know, as I've mentioned before, I like stuff that's supposed to be cold, I like it very cold. And I drink a glass of milk every morning with this carnation and some breakfast stuff in it. But after I got out of the hospital back in 06, that was all I could eat. I couldn't eat food. And that was all I lived on for close to three months. Wow. And I still drink it mm -hmm. um, because I like it. But one glass a day, that's it. First thing in the morning, but I want it really cold. Well, I keep a glass in the freezer, you know, empty. And then in the morning when I fix the milk, I take it straight out of the, fri out of the freezer and put the milk in it, but the point is, we, they're here, I think they stopped it now, went to a plastic bottle, but they actually had glass milk bottles. Well, you gotta pay through the notice of that, because they intend for you to return them for a deposit on them. Well, we didn't return them. I think I've got maybe eight bottles. And uh, the caps are holding up quite well. And um, when we get a gallon of milk, we fill up the glass bottles. And I don't care what anybody says, it tastes better out of the glass and it lasts longer. Since we've been doing that, I don't think I've had a single container of milk go bad. Uh, you know, we might keep forever. I don't mean that, but yeah. we usually get either one or two gallons at a time, and I'm drinking about, you know, a 10 to 12 ounce glass, whatever that comes out. So you're getting, I think I get five glasses out of two quarts. So one a day, you know, a gallon is going to last. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't bother to figure it out couple of weeks are better, um, but, I, but I, I've never had one go bad yet. And of course, the refrigerator is quite cold, and then being in that glass, I really think it helps, and I know it tastes better. Mm -hmm. Are the bottles one-quart bottles? Yes, they are. Well, that would make a difference, too, because you're not pulling all of the milk out of the refrigerator to pour in the glass and then putting it back in. It's just a smaller amount, so the others stay right. undisturbed, so that would help, too. Yeah, like I said, I... I I feel when we get a refrigerator, which is not very often, but I will fiddle with that thing for days to get it down to close to freezing without it actually freezing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know it's crazy, but um, that just worked out like it. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's not crazy. I keep my refrigerator low enough that if I accidentally push um, a head of lettuce to the back of the refrigerator, it will be ice crystals by the time I take it out. Well, now that happens to, to 
of mine too, but you know, sometimes certain things in certain places will freeze. But as a general rule, it's just a just a hair above it. Mm-hmm. And that hair business uh, is a common expression here. I don't know about California, apparently not. Mm-hmm. And another expression about that is it was missed by Cat's Whisker. Oh, Cat Whisker, sure. That's a great expression. Yeah. You know, one thing, though, okay, for what we do here, we freeze milk. And the problem with that, when you saw it, then you got the water mixed into the milk, and it's not quite the same. Well, see, that's why I don't do it. A friend of mine, he yeah. would buy, you know, like at Sam's Club here. And, of course, he had grandkids and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dead now, but he would he would go and buy, um, I don't know, six, eight, ten gallons at a time and mm-hmm. freeze it. But I really never cared for doing that, and I don't like milk with ice crystals in it. Mm-hmm. I don't like to put milk over ice cubes either. Don't ask me why, because soft drinks and things I do like like that, mm-hmm. but I just never like the ice and milk, but I want it cold enough. It's almost ice. You would have been proud of me earlier tonight. I had ice crystals in my jello. Well, that would be all right. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Why not? You're not supposed to. Like it would just make it thicker and kind of, I don't know, I've never had it, but I just thought it would be all right. Jello is not supposed to crunch. Well, true. But you know, when it, it causes some kind of a separation and when it starts to, it, it, and it was just ice crystals on the outside, but when those ice crystals melt, the entire bucket gets soft. I don't know. It, it might make a difference because I use sugar-free products, so that that might make a difference. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Say what? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. For what? Fat-free and sugar-free. Nothing tastes good like that. Well, you're telling, you're preaching to the choir on that one. But anyway, no, I, I, I never had jelly like that, but. Well, it was an accident. I made it, and I put it in the freezer to cool it down real fast, and I didn't get it out fast enough. So some of it had crystallized. But you're right. You know, some things do separate like that. I I just, I never had it, and I never thought about it doing it. But you are right. It doesn't taste like the real stuff. Okay, we have a dessert question tonight. Okay. What are the five most popular desserts in America? I don't know, but I would say ice cream is one of them. Okay. I don't know where in the order of things. Um, in order, just what you think are the most popular? Um, ice cream, cake, and pie. I wouldn't assume it's three. I have no idea what the other two might be. What kind of cake? Um... Well, I like chocolate layer cake and uh, coconut cake and... Okay, what about pie? What's the most popular pie, do you think? Um, probably apple, but it's not my most favorite. I like it okay, but something like peach would be number one and cherry maybe number two. And somewhere in the order of things, uh, chocolate pie, coconut pie, be hard to pick after that. I, you are a pie person. 
No, not really. I'm more of a cake person. I, I'm not as fond of pie, but I will pick a lot of different pies before I pick apple, although I can eat it. Okay. Now, there are, there are two other top desserts or desserts that are in the top five. You want to take a shot at them? I'm keeping track of everybody's answers here, and the one who gets the most in the list gets the radio shows. Uh, I guess it's just too early. I, I, I can't. No, I, I, it would just be wild guessing. I, I have nothing to base an opinion on. Okay, so we got three from you, okay. Yeah, that's all I need. Okay, keeping track here. Just keeping track. Okay, now there was something else in here. Okay, um, when you were when you were talking about a cat's whisker, yeah, it was within a cat's whisker of doing something. It's a, a similar expression to a hair breadth away, meaning the the breadth or the width of a strand of hair. And they're telling me that a hair is one forty eighth of an inch. Now, I would go with a whisker being one forty-eighth of an inch, but I'm not sure it's a strand of hair. I don't know. I think a whisker is thicker. A thick I might be wrong, but I think so. A whisker is much thicker than, than um, a hair. Hair, yes. And I can't imagine 48 hairs sitting next to each other coming out as an inch. What do you think? Uh, something, something's wrong with that. Too few hairs, right? It sure is way yeah. too few. Maybe a cat's whisker. I think 48 cats. I still, I still don't believe a cat's whisker. 48 gonna do it either. Yeah. You sure it's not zero point zero zero four eight or something like that? Nope. It says a hair's breadth away is one forty-eighth of an inch. I don't think I believe that. How am I going to? The expression might mean that, but a hair is much smaller than that. I think so too. Very much smaller. All right. So how do I find out? I. Oh, Hannah, I don't know. Thank you. I'm so glad for that. I have heavy, heavy hair, so if you lay them out flat, strand by strand. Yeah. Not too. I wouldn't be surprised. You think? Yeah, for I me. Would, I would be very surprised. Yeah. We're going to have to get you into a scientific caliper type situation. We'll send your hair off to a laboratory. Yeah, yeah, well, I know every time I go to the barbershop, and, and it's, it's all the four, I put it that way. They bring in the back. Uh-huh, yes. yeah. <laughs> Walden's here, bring in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and, That's funny. And I have to, and I, and I go, you know, I really get it cut every three weeks, but I try to hold out for six. But it's globs of it, you know. Right, so I, I have homework to do then. I have to find out how thick a hair is. Well, I'm just thinking if you lay next to each other, and I'm not talking about the length by length, but next side, side by side. Right, and they're saying 48 of these. Yeah, I, maybe. Huh? Really, wait a minute now. You realize that 48 into an inch is point. Zero. Uh, it, it's too early. Have you got a calculator there? 
Trish? Yes, I do. Then, um, one divided by 48, and it should give you point zero something. Uh-huh. All right. Hold on. I'm on the, um, the laptop, and it's a little bit slower here. Right. 48 comes out to point zero two inches. Now, that's way... No way. No way. Well that's, well, that's not right. That's not right. No, it's One inch right. divided by 48. It, 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 148th of an inch. So I, it, we can't do it backwards. It's um, 148th of an inch means you have to have 48 hairs. Yeah, and see, that's 20 thousandths of an inch. There is no way it's that big. Not a long shot. Well, let's see here. Hair thickness. Um, hair caliper. Mm-hmm. Hair breadth meaning definition. Um, strand of hair. Well, uh, why don't you search for you know diameter of a, of a human hair? Diameter is probably much better. I'm sure there's a lot of different size hairs. Human hair is fairly fine. Um, a bear or something like that would be much, much thicker, or, or yeah, the hair, but still, that doesn't make sense. Give you an interesting piece of information about human hair. Oh my goodness, we're down into, into muse. <laughs> this will never do. Micro muse, I'm sorry, diameter of a human hair, this, this looks more promising. Diameter. Oh, see, I don't, I don't know the it, sh the. it should give it in thousands, like point zero zero whatever. Okay, flaxen hair is the finest. Oh, this is much better. One five hundredth of an inch. I would believe that. And on the on hair like Walden, you get one four hundred and fifty of an inch. So 450 of your hairs would be an inch. Now that sounds right. Yeah. Better get 48 strands. Got a piece of trivia for you about human hair. So somebody forgot to put the zero in this thing. Yeah, I believe so. It sure sounds like it. You know, I mean, zero is supposed to mean nothing. Well, excuse me. Depending on the position, it certainly does mean something. I think they left out two zeros. Yeah. Well, it, it says 148th, and actually what it should say is one. Oh, wait, no. It should have been point zero zero four eight, I think. Well, it's... Not, not a fraction. Well, a, a, a fraction is fine. One four hundred and fiftieth means there are four hundred... Yeah, if you do it that way. Yeah. One four hundred and fiftieth of an inch is for the thick, dark, robust hair like Walden's. Mm -hmm. This is good. Okay. It looks official, too. I mean, it, it really looks like an official site. It's a textbook. Back to my historical fact here. I'm sure you both heard of the Norton bomb site from World War II. Yes. Yes. Okay, so you know what it is. Yes. Walden right. does. I can't remember. 
You might want to bring Patricia up, uh, help Patricia recall what it is. Oh, I thought she said she knew. I've heard of it. She knows I don't remember what it is. Okay. It was a high, for the time anyway, it was a very high precision bomb sight on our bombers. And it was closely guarded. All the Germany and Japan both wanted it badly. But nevertheless, it has two crosshairs in it. Now, you're familiar with this from a telescope or something like that, or, well, more of a, like a telescopic sight for a rifle, which you may or may not have ever seen, but you understand crosshairs in a sight. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, the Norton bomb sight had crosshairs also, but this was a tremendously high magnification sight because you could, they, they would sight things on the ground from several miles high. Well, anyway, those hairs with the magnification of the lenses had to be extremely small. And you would never believe where they got them. They were actually human hair. There was one Navajo woman in the entire country that had hair fine enough for those bomb sites. And she supplied all of the hair for the bomb site. Wow. Well, it makes sense that they could only take it from one woman because, or one person because they needed a standardized Well, device. that's true, too. But, um, you know, it had to be very fine because it would magnify as well as everything else. Mm -hmm. And the bigger it was, the bigger it looked through the site. And therefore, it could blot out what they were really looking at. I don't mean it would fill the entire site. Yeah. I didn't mean that. But I understand. It, it would... The finer, the better. Right. But I just thought that was rather interesting. And I heard it. Uh, a few years ago, she was still alive. I don't know that she is now. I heard something very interesting today. I was going to the Nebraska Spring football game, and did you guys know... Uh, about Jimmy Doolittle famous raid on Japan. Uh, you know, he they would you know, after we were attacked Pearl Harbor, uh, we wanted to do a quick strike. And so Jimmy Doolittle offered to, you know, be the uh, commanding general or the commanding officer and to fly out to Japan to bomb it, but they knew they didn't have enough gas to get home. And so they, they, they dropped the bomb, and then they crash-landed out in the jungles. And, it's a, you know, they eventually, you know, I don't exactly know if they got captured, eventually came back to the United States somehow. That group has an annual get-together, and there still are five members uh, of that group who are still alive, and they got together this weekend in Omaha, Nebraska. They get together every year. I was not aware of that part of it. Yeah, I didn't either until today. That that is rather interesting. Yeah, I, I'd really never heard that part of yeah. it. I knew he led the raid, but right, I did not know they were still alive. Still alive. That that that's that's great. Well, I didn't learn any new words this week. That's terrible, but. 
I know. I searched, and you weren't around, so... <laughs> I'll try to forgive you, because you have been making a diligent effort. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever graduate. No, you can't. Uh, well, I don't know if you were born here. You might, but being a foreigner, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> Southern is a second language. Yeah, well... That puts you behind in the beginning. <laughs> this is getting funny. <laughs> well, there probably is a college course how to speak the Southern dialect. Yeah. According to Harwood, this I don't is know. I like don't know they, language. I don't know if any colleges have a professor smart enough to do to teach. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a dialect. This is a language. That's correct. Yeah, all right. Now, we do we I have get... many dialects here, but you still got to have the basic language. Right. Okay, so let me ask you this. Does North Carolina Southern language have different dialects? Yes, it does. I guess all the states do. Uh -huh. Sure. But I mean, it's still a basic language, though. Mm -hmm. Just a different pronunciation of the same words. Yes. For the most part. You've got some there, there is a big difference between the coast of North Carolina and the mountains. Um, Can you tell somebody from North Carolina and South Carolina? Um, a lot of times, yes. Mm. And, or at least I can. Mm -hmm. um, now, foreigners that have moved here probably can't, but it's, it's usually fairly obvious. If you know what you're listening for. Well, I mean, you know, when you lived here, it kind of jumps out at you. Sure. Sure it would. Wouldn't jump out at me. I'm still learning. I'm still in kindergarten. Okay. I'll never get out of kindergarten. <laughs> I have so much to learn in so little time. We can live in hopes. Uh, oh, changing the subject. Uh -huh. made a comment, you have made a comment several times uh -oh. about having to carry your groceries upstairs. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought I was in trouble again. Okay. Uh, no. I'm just trying to be helpful. You need to petition the owners. Petition, not partition. I can't speak this morning. Um, the owners to put a device similar to a dumbwaiter in the buildings for all the residents there to lift their groceries. I think it would be dandy. Well, I realize it would be very dandy, and that's why you need to do that. Years ago, I had a lawyer, well, his dad, his father was a, a ham radio operator, and that's how it got to me. I come up with a lot of weird things. But the son was a lawyer, and he had a dad a deck on the back of his house near his driveway that was very high, had several flights of steps up it, and he didn't like the idea of carrying groceries up the steps. He had the same problem you do. Well, he called me about how to build such a device to carry the groceries up and down. So, you know, it's not something that doesn't exist and people haven't done it, it's just getting them to do it for you. Because obviously you can't go build it yourself, but uh, 
you know, I don't know how many people live on the second or third floor of these buildings or however many floors there are, but um, it would be a nice convenience if it would have just built it in in the first place. It would, um, but it's, it's not. not. It looks like they could add something. There are buildings, uh, condominium buildings, so not these are not units that people rent. These are homes that they own. And they're stacked, of course, like you would with an apartment building. But there are some that are four stories high and don't have an elevator. I mean, walking up to the fourth floor with groceries. Well, what they charge for those things, I can't imagine why they wouldn't put in an elevator. But even if that's going to happen, it looks like they would put in something to lift the groceries or whatever because my goodness, that can get old real quick. I can't imagine living on a fourth or fifth floor and doing the up and down routine when you have to go to the dumpster or you have to go shopping or you have to go to the post office. It reminds me of old time radio where you hear these people talk about the men clothing store being on the second floor. So it's like go up a flight and you know, get a two, two pan for one deal or mm -hmm. something. And it, yeah, but you know, a lot of those old buildings where they had stores on the mm -hmm. second or third floor or whatever, they had freight elevators. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it wouldn't be quite as difficult to try to carry all the stock upstairs by hand. Yeah. But they still have walk-up apartments in many cities. Fourth, fifth, sixth floor walk-ups. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I don't... I mean, my house is one level. It's on the ground. Uh, they have a ramp on, at the end of the front porch to get up there because Barbara has real-time climbing steps. But something I just recently did, and it won't help you, and I'm sure people would say I was lazy, but uh, I just can't do what I used to do, and I was forced to do it. But the house is behind the shop. Uh, in a straight line from the back of the shop to the house, it's probably about 50 feet. But going around from where you stop in front of the shop, you have to go you know, around the end of the shop and then angle across the back to the raft and up on the porch and inside, you're probably looking at 160 to 200 feet. Well, you say, that's not very far, so what's the big deal? But you know, if you get a bunch of groceries and whatever, uh, I can carry a bunch, but still, it just beats me to carry that far. And sometimes you have to make several trips. And finally, uh, a week ago, yeah, I wish you go this past week. You know, it was this past weekend. Well, I went and got, I've been threatening this for years and I hadn't done it. But Lowe's, and I think Sam's Club one time had them and other places, but they have a lawn or, or yard wagon. It's four pneumatic wheels and a wire mesh type box on it. Um, uh, not exactly like a, a grocery cart box, but a mesh type thing. And this, the box is, I don't know, I think it's 22 and a half by 44 inches and a good foot deep, I guess, or maybe a little bit more, might be 14 inches. And then you got a tongue on the front of it and it's just like an oversized, oversized kid's wagon in a sense. 
And they claim it'll haul a thousand pounds, which I really don't believe, but nevertheless, it's quite enough to do what I was trying to do. But I bought one of those, and I just pulled that thing up to the back of the car and unloaded it and hit for the house. Works great. Sounds like a winner. But it won't do any good for steps. I mean, it goes up the ramp, and I just pull up to the front door and yeah. air it in. Well, but, I have uh, to do two things. I have to stop whining, and the second thing is go to the supermarket more than one time a month, and that well, a whole lot. I don't know. That can get expensive too, doing it like that. I mean, I only go. I mean, we pick up things, but still, it's it's kind of a once a month type thing, and I got a load like this. But I use it around for other things too. But that was one of the big issues, and. But it just doesn't help my steps. Well, then I just have so, to... You know, I hadn't thought about this. But somebody does make a bag-type carrier with wheels on it. We have one. I don't know that it would be big enough to carry your groceries. Um, what we got it for was like at the farmer's market. You're going around picking up this and that, and it gets heavy after a while as you wander around, and then you may have a long way to go to get back to the car. But this thing is a metal frame with a telescopic handle, kind of like these roller luggage bag type things. And then it has three wheels on each side that rotate. And I don't mean the wheels turn, obviously, but the, the three will rotate. And the logic of the thing is it will more or less walk up steps. As you pull it up the steps, the the set of three wheels on each side in a triangular pattern will roll over as you hit each step. Got it. Okay. And it works a lot easier than trying to pull just a two-wheel device up. It almost walks. Ma'am. It almost walks up. Yeah, almost. I mean, you still got to pull it, but it, it's easier than a two-wheel device. You might look around something like that because it will definitely carry more than you can carry in your arms, and there may be other sizes of them. Well, suitcase with that, uh, with that wheel arrangement like it is, it does make it easier. How clever! Oh, well, our airline suitcases are getting to be multiple wheels like that. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. All I've seen just had you know one on each side. Yeah, okay. I, we've been looking for a middle bag. Airline, so we've been looking at Costco and things like that, and I'm having multiple wheels on them. Well, Patricia, you might look for that, even a large uh, canvas-type, mm -hmm. you know, they have frames in them, a large canvas-type suitcase with multiple wheels that would walk up like that, and, you know, the handle will pull out on them yep. to mm -hmm. uh, roll them, and, you know, you just unzip it and load everything in it. You can load in it and zip it back zip it up. up and and Take it by the take off up the steps with it. Take take it by the handle. Take it pull it by the handle. Yeah, um, that might be a, a very useful thing to try. If you can't talk them into the dumb waiter. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna. You know, I think if I if I went and suggested something like that, I would I would be suggested to move somewhere else. <laughs> well, get everybody in on it. Get everybody in on it. That would be pretty yeah. cool, though. That'd be pretty cool. I, they've got 
300 apartments here, so it would be 150 on the second floor. Well, I think that would be enough to complain. I mean, you only need one. <clears throat> Every apartment don't have to have one. Well, yeah, they're, they're set up kind of strange. She would need one, two, three, four. You'd need a minimum of four in each building. I think uh, I think they would invite... Uh, no, 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 no. How many floors is it? Well, it's two floors, but each building is set up in quadrants. Oh, okay. So, and I can't cross... They don't interconnect. We've, no, no, they're not. Okay. So we've got two apartments up and two apartments down in each... No, I, I say it's quadrant. Um, they're actually eighths because the front of the building and the back of the building... You know, we've got 16 apartments, and the... Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, that would be right. Um, eight apartments overlook the lake, and that's in quadrants. So we have um, two apartments up, two apartments down, and then next door, two apartments up and two apartments down. So uh, for each one, two, three, four, yeah, it would be quadrants. That would be right. Each quadrant. Yeah, I guess it would be a little bit more difficult than having a bunch on a single level. Yeah, each quadrant would have to have um, its own hoist. And it would make it a lot easier, you know, it wouldn't even matter if you had 10 stories. Yeah. They were all interconnected on a single floor. One lift would do. You just stop it at your level. Yeah, but we're not we're not all connected. Uh, yeah, I see that. Segregated into I, fours. So I have a problem with that. Up and two down. So I think I think what what we would probably have to do is <laughs> pay you to come down here and person or help us um, gather things upstairs. You know, I mean, I do a lot of whining about this. It, it, how difficult can it be? It's probably, as you say, maybe 150 to 200 feet from, you know, the car door to my front door. Um, so, you, I mean, you do that three times, three trips and carrying. Well, see, there again, any type of wheel device. I mean, that's why I did the wagon. I know years ago I had a service guy coming out here working on me. Um, lathe or milling machine or something. I can't remember what it was. But he was, he was complaining about dragging in a heavy toolbox. Well, he didn't have a real far to go here. But he was talking about some of the plants he went into that, you know, he had a long way to go. And, you know, I'd known the guy for years, and I said, Leonard, why in the world don't you get a wagon to put that toolbox on? Even one of the, like a radio flyer wagon. Mm-hmm. And, and set your toolbox in it, and then you can just take it out of your truck and go. Oh, everybody would laugh at me. I said, Lenny, I'll tell you something. Everybody wanted to laugh at me to pick that toolbox up and carry it back to the truck. And then you see how funny it, it was. And I said, that's beside the point. I said, you could repaint that wagon and put industrial transport vehicle on the side of it. <laughs> the radio flyer. I said, this is silly. <laughs> it, it, it's like, and you see them a lot now, but when I started doing it, they didn't exist. And that is belt holsters for cordless drills and screwdrivers. Everybody thought that was so funny because I had one. I had a guy to make it out of leather. Now they're out of canvas and everything, but I had a guy to make it. Well, that was so funny. I said, let me tell you something, buddy. You get at the top of a 40-foot ladder 
and you got your hands full of stuff and a drill, and you drill a hole, and then you've got to mount something and all, where are you going to stick that drill? Well, they stopped laughing then. So it wasn't so funny after all. And now, you know, you can buy them everywhere. But then, I, like I said, I think I probably wasn't the only person had one, but the only person I ever knew that had one at the time. But people that think things are funny ain't been there and don't know how it is. If somebody's, you know, made something like that, they got a reason for it. I'm on your team. But I, I, I guess people say I'm lazy anyway, but my theory is everything that weighs more than 10 pounds ought to have wheels on it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> or a hoist. Oh, yes. Yeah, our sewing machines, they're quite heavy, but we do have to move them occasionally. Mm-hmm. And every, every well, I only have two. We're getting ready to buy another one. But every one that I have... And I'm getting ready to put wheels under a grommet machine, which probably weighs 800 pounds or so. The sewing machines have wheels under them, and the grommet machine's getting ready to have wheels under it. I'm working on the thing now, and the new one's going to have wheels under it within three hours after I get it. So, you know, like I said, everything ought to have wheels on it. People ought to come with wheels. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess that's I guess that's why they invented roller skates. That's why they invented roller skates. Yep. That is good stuff. All right. Do you know the name of Gene Autry's ranch? Melody Ranch. I can't stick you. You are so good. Well, I don't know why. I thought everybody knew that. Well, no, not everybody knows. That. No, I know. I know both his horses' names too. But anyway. You know whose horse's name? I said I know both of his horse's names, Gene Autry's. He had two? You told me this one week. Yes, he did have two. You And you told me this, and my brain has gone out to lunch. What are the two horses' names? Big Champion and Little Champion. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. No, I didn't. I, I would have guessed that, but... Uh, it wouldn't have been because I knew it. I'm, it would have been just a guess. All right. I owe you some stuff from other weeks. Well, I've, I've thought about this. If you've got gangbusters and calling all cars, I think calling all cars was back in the 30s. Uh-huh. Yep, it was. Directed by William Ed Robson out of, uh, out of L.A. And it was a syndicated show. There's a lot of episodes out there. There are? Yeah. Um, Gangbusters is, an, is a no problem, but I've never looked for Calling All Cars. Yeah, there's a ton of Calling All Cars. Okay. Yeah, there should be. Oh, we'll get you a ton right. of each then. I'd be wrong, Walter, and I, I want to say it was one of the advertisements for Calling All Cars, but it might have been another similar show. Yeah. But uh, do you know... Either one of you remember hearing uh, the advertisement for Rio Grande Crack? Rio Grande what? Rio Grande Oil Company, I think. Uh, well, it was a gasoline. Yeah, I think uh, I think um, George Valentine, what George do it had at a something like that. that. Could, yeah, well, it's sure a big difference now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. 
get rid of Randy Crack and gasoline tomorrow. <laughs> That's true. Never heard of it. That's true. You guys are up. Well, it's, they, I think it was a West Coast advertisement. Yeah, it was. It was a West Coast. I was a kid. I never heard it here, but. Yeah, it was a West Coast thing. I feel better. It was West Coast. So, like, you know, Signal Oil sponsored hey. the Westwood, but Westwood, the Westwood is only a West Coast program. Right. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, the Westwood was strictly a West Coast up and down to the CBS line. Then they syndicated a couple of shows in the Midwest, but basically what we have to record is all just strictly a West Coast show. I did not know that. Yeah. My goodness. Okay, what else are you guys going to teach me tonight? Well, I had something specific, but now it won't come to me, so I guess it's worthless, and we'll just have to well, have it in the future. Next, next week when you call in, please have a new word for me. <laughs> I will do that. Okay. That will be good. I was so proud of myself I found youngins all by <laughs> myself. Well, yeah. And I've heard that on Norman Abner that I'm using that expression. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I found that one. So I, I get double credit for that one. You and a, I even knew what it is. You got a double scoop of ice cream for that. <laughs> freebies. <laughs> That's true. Get freebies. Okay, gangbusters and calling all cars. Yep, that will do for the time being. Very cool. But don't have those. Hey. Uh, an ex speaking of gangbusters, there was an expression right here with older people a lot. I don't hear it anymore, but it used to be. And any time that anybody or whatever came in with a lot of noise and yep. speed or whatever, you know, you come flying into a place in your car and jam on the brakes or whatever, there was an expression that a lot of older people used. He was coming on like getting Yep, that's mm -hmm. true. That's true. One of those phrases that came from a radio show that made it to the American Expressions. Lexicon. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Good stuff. Okay, I'll, I will get them in the mail. I'll have it. I'll let y'all have at it, and I guess I've contributed all I can contribute, and probably more than anybody wanted to hear. Well, have, have a glass of milk. Yeah, I gotta drink your milk. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all later. Bye. 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 714-545-2071. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're bright and shiny and up and about. We love calls around here, and hello there. Well, how would you like to talk to me for a change? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, you know, let me ask you this, Patricia. You said you didn't have Academy Awards, right? Right. Yeah, that's fine. I was, yeah, I'm going to put that in the mail for you. And I have a whole bunch of gangbusters also yeah. um, that I can put in the mail for you. And also a show called The Lineup. Um, and tell them what The Lineup is all about, um, Morgan. That's got to be a cop story, too. It was a cop show in the 50s, uh, starring Wally Mayer and Bill Johnston. And it was CBS, and it was a cop show, and they always opened it up with The Lineup, where they try to look for the criminal and have somebody look, look through the, the lineup. Bill Johnston. Yep. He was the shadow. He was the shadow. Oh, boy, I got one. That's got right. one. Well, that would be really cool, Ron. Thank you so much. What I'll do is, I, I already made um, a copy of Gangbusters in the lineup. All I got to do is put, uh, make the copies for 
Academy Award, the whole series of 39, I guess 39, I think there are 39 shows. Mm-hmm. Oh. So oh, I feel privileged. I'll get it, I'll get it done um, by Monday, so I can put it in the mail by Monday afternoon. Okay, so I have to get more hay for the pony. No, no, so that way you get it by these five. He, the pony going to need sugar cube before you know it. There you go. Yeah. But, and, and the gangbusters and the lineup, they're all, all pretty decent quality shows, so yeah, you love them. Very cool. Thank you. I, I had an email from you saying you found a fifth um, brand, Brandy's um, Green Acres, How, um, but you couldn't get it on CD. But don't worry about it. If you cannot, don't worry about it. Okay. Well, I'm going to find it. it it's actually six. I've got five of them. That will copy fine, but the sixth one will not. And I'll, gosh darn it, now that I know it's out there, (laughs) I won't stop until I find it. You know, I I was even ready to sell for four because the first show just got me going. The first show was just unreal how how they moved to a farm and and it was horrible and the wife started to cry and (laughs) funny, you know. Well, I will send you the five that I can do, and I will be on the lookout for the sixth. Don't worry about the sixth. Yeah, I, yeah, and then um, and then the other one was um, um, who are we talking about? The other one was um. Miss, uh, what you asked about Miss uh, Miss Junior Miss? We were talking about looking for the half hour version. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna try to find out. Um, Judy uh, Judy Canova, and Judy Canova. There you go. And the Theater Guild. But, um, yeah, Judy Canova is fine. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. She's all tucked on her CD, ready to go. I was so frustrated because there was no way that I could crack the code. I don't even know how how this thing is set up. It says it's an MP3, but it's not, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I, I received some um, a CD in mail from one of my friends, and for the life of me, I, I you know, it says MP3, but we can hardly... I don't know. I have no idea. How long was the interview with the the old-time radio guest tonight? Until after one, my time. It was almost uh, two two and a half hours. We went to about one, a little after uh, one fifteen in the morning Eastern time. Eastern time? Uh Uh-huh. Let's see. One, one. It's been 10.15 here, which would have been what? Are you two hours behind me now? Or four? Three, three. Yeah, three, so uh, 7.15, your time. You know why? This is really strange. And yes. Really strange. I got into my car when my wife came to pick me up. I, I turned, I took my iPhone to a, the car speakers, mm-hmm. and when I got to yesterday USA, um, you were, you were still interviewing the guy, talking about the great killers, he mm-hmm. or whatever. That was really strange. I was, it was already 9.20 my time, okay? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it jumped. It, it said, yesterday, USA, and then Bill Braggs came on, hello, and whatever. And then it jumped to you talking to somebody on the phone. It was really weird. Well, Ron, that's really interesting because the Great Gildersleeve was the first thing he talked about. And it was like, why? I can't figure it out. It, it hit them. That's interesting. Yeah, they, so yeah. you you walked almost you walked almost two and a half hours of the pro, of the show. That's right. It was it went back. I don't know how. Anyways, beyond.
that would be a good trick for a local station, mm-hmm. especially 